nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? Welcome, Nerdables, to episode 120. This time we are talking major changes for Doctor Who, DC Comics relaunching yet again, and Marvel Comics hitting at some returns. And we're also going to get some of the Star Wars numbers and a little bit of a... Um, Star Wars news, too. There's a little bit of Star Wars news. I was trying to avoid Star Wars news, but, you know... No, it's, it's a big, always, it's, no, yeah. it's a big topic. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not big. Hey. We're not going to take 45 minutes on it, but... We went... What the hell? Oh, Mikey's, Mikey's over there tripping out on the floor. We, we went... Like Star Wars news. No. We went 119 <laughs> episodes of Nerdables without not doing Star Wars. No, but well, here's what's so funny. We might as well just here's also what the early ones. Are no, no, no. Here's what's funny because I, I I was listening to this. I was checking over it last week. Last year at this time, when we were trying to get Nerdables at the Star Wars celebration for because remember they did uh, podcasts yes. and stuff. We didn't have enough Star Wars content to give them. We had to do a special Star Wars episode dedicated just to Star Wars because we didn't have enough episodes for their for the list of of ones that they wanted. There's nothing to talk about a year. Yeah. <laughs> now we now that's all we've talked about. You were only supposed to be four months away from the release instead of eleven months. Okay, so the big news for Doctor Who right now should make Travis and Sebastian both excited for the change. Stephen Moffat has announced, or at least BBC announced, that Stephen Moffat is leaving. Uh, Doctor Who show as a showrunner after the tenth season. My and when is the tenth season again? That's the thing is two thousand twenty four. No, because of the Olympics and the Euros of next year of two thousand sixteen of this year two thousand sixteen, there will not be a Doctor Who series this year. The only thing we will get for Doctor Who is a Christmas special. Okay, I have a question. As, as someone who doesn't watch Doctor Who, because this is what confused me. So season 10 is moved back a year. Yes. Is there still new episodes this year to f- finish up season 9? Season 9 finished just up. Finished. Okay, so there are, there's no new episodes in 2016. Except, except for, for one the Christmas right. special. Okay, that's that That was the only question I had, like, not following, like, okay. And then season 10, which is our next season, will start at its normal slot in 2017. Not the normal spot. It will be spring of 2017. Oh, they're moving it. Okay. Yes. Okay, so before you guys delve into this, this means that technically Stephen Moffat is still in charge of Doctor Who for two more years. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But so how, least, ex- how excited are you really? Meh. Well, I, I've they been want... waiting for him to leave since season seven, so I feel validated that somebody finally went, uh, maybe it's time. But you maybe, won't maybe see non-Moffat till 2018. Episodes. Yeah, you've got two and yeah. a half more years. You've got yeah. 13 more Moffat episodes. I am excited, but though. you have two. I'm not worried about the episodes. This this is the thing that was like as people. Yeah, there's still time. Much like you guys, the people that I know that are Doctor Who fans don't like Stephen Moffat either. Right, our friend Robin yes. actually hates him. One of my coworkers absolutely hates him now because you know he watched the episode that he hated for almost an entire season before I finally convinced him. If you hate it, stop watching. It. But right. you have two and a half years before you see anything Doctor Who that isn't Moffat re- right. related. Yeah. So I don't know how excited really it would be because you're still waiting almost three years before you're going to see doc any sort of doctor who that isn't penned ran by produced by Uh, Stephen moffat for me it's a sense of validation because during that season seven especially everyone's like no 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 he's still got it in him he's still got it in him it's just like no no he doesn't and i everyone is sort of espousing the same feelings like i feel good about this i feel like a hipster it's nice 
And uh, I can wait. The funny thing is, Peter Jackson summed up Stephen Moffat perfectly in that spoof that he did with his daughter about coming on to do a Doctor Who episode. He was like, "Oh, I got a letter from Stephen Moffat. I could. Some of it made sense, but a lot of it I didn't. You know, some of it wasn't even finished. That video was mind numbing. It was yeah, so it was, horrible, it was horrible. But there was God. so much truth in what he was saying. Yes, but that, that's how a lot of people in... feel about Stephen Moffat. Right. For me, I. I'm just excited that the new showrunner is the person who's the showrunner from Broadchurch, yes. which is oh, a great so show, and that has me intrigued. I'm not going to get hyped up. I'm not going to say, you know, ah, best showrunner ever. I'm just going, I think that's good, and it, hopefully if he can bring that same sense of style he brought to Broadchurch. Which is Chris Chinball? I believe so. Chris Chibnall. Chibnall. Yeah, that, Chibnall. Then, I am, then I am intrigued, and Chibnall. it will get me paying attention more often. Um, uh, no, I'm I'm extremely excited about Chibnall taking over because I love Broadchurch. Yes, and uh, he also did uh, Camelot. He, he's done a bunch of UK TV shows. Yes, he has, um, and he's done Doctor Who before too. He's, he's written episodes of Doctor Who. Yeah, he's been a Doctor Who fan Doctor since Who. he was a kid. Since Sebastian's usually on parties, do you know which episodes he's written? Are there ones that you enjoyed? Off the top of my head, I think he's only done two or three uh, I think episodes. he did three or four. Several Doctor Who episodes for Matt Smith. Yep. And co-produced the first two seasons of Doctor Who spinoff Torchwood. You guys like Tar- Torchwood. Uh, Torchwood Torch was, was amazing. Fantastic. Okay. Travis, did you enjoy Tor- Torchwood? Yes, I love Torchwood. Okay. So it sounds like they got... They got somebody guy. who's been who's been you know who's been there before. Well, he's also he also worked with Davies. He's also worked with Tennant, so he knows that original formula. Yeah. So my question again, as a non Doctor Who fan, it's just a weird question to put out there. Does this mean? Do you think it means Capaldi leaves after season ten? Capaldi has already said that season ten will most likely be his last season. Because there's two reasons. One, BBC wants to make Doctor Who more of a twenty two episode series like you know a normal like, like Age classic of shield or anything like a classic well, also American. like class no like classic who cause, classic who because yes. doctor who used to be something like four episodes per story and there were like yes. four stories a year right yeah they, they, they used to do it almost like what they did with the tenant which um, is were they all the tenant mar- miniseries shows though or were they half hours? They were hour-long shows mm. that were four to six episodes per singular story. Right. Like it's four, yeah. four is only 16. You've still got six yeah. more episodes. No, the, the, yeah. they vary. But yeah, it's yeah. the four to six episodes per singular story. And it'd be like four stories a year for Doctor Who. and Which didn't... Uh, which is a formula I'd like to see them try again. Didn't Chinball... Uh, and Ethan's got to be saying Chinball now. Uh, didn't he write uh, Waters of Mars? I think he did write Waters of Mars because that was, that, and that's what exactly what you're talking about was a four episode. It, it was a mini series almost. Um, well, no, Waters of Mars was a singular movie. Yes, Chibnall wrote uh, the episode in 2007 called 42. Right, The Hungry Earth, Cold yep. Blood, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship, The Power of Three, and The Magician's Apprentice. Okay. Solid episodes, especially the the, the uh, Hungry Earth. Hungry Earth was really good. Mm-hmm. Forty two was good. Forty two was also good. Uh, the Power of Three was, was a, interesting. Was a fun family episode. Yeah. Uh, that was when we got, we got introduced to Rory's dad. Yep. No, we actually got uh, dinosaurs uh, on a spaceship. Uh, spaceship. Was the first, first one, we got one but it was more family. Right. What is that one about? Where they they had the spaceship. They was rode around the on a triceratops. Yeah. No, it's. Which is a cutesy it's about episode, right? Spaceship. No, but yeah, Capaldi's already kind of 
said he he's he's expecting he's his, expecting to leave. But yeah. I'm sure if he decides so, to stay on, or if they so Matt Smith's coming back, right? Well, see, here's the other thing about Capaldi. One no, of the no, things Tennant's coming back. One oh. of the things that um, the girl the girls like like Matt Smith plastic face instead instead of Tennant. They do. One of the things that Capaldi said was that 2000. 17 or the, 2016 was going to be a very busy year for him, and he didn't know how many episodes he was going to be able to do, anyways. So, I think that could be also another reason. It's possible he has other projects he wants yeah. to work on, too. I'm, but you know what? There is a possibility Tenant can, Tenant can come back the way they've established the universe now. He won't do it because Baker, we saw Baker return. Be, be too busy, yeah, but he, he did, did it for a special. He did it yeah, for a special. No, and I that get was, that. That was also him far off in the future, right. But he said. But he even says, as a curator, he returns to certain yes. faces. But you don't you don't waste that for bringing him back when, especially when David Tennant is now an even bigger star than he was. Correct. So it's like no, you can't. Yeah, Marvel. He's, got, he's got all that Marvel money now. Yeah, yeah Marvel, and yeah, he he's doing teenage. Uh, he's doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles again because of time travel. If they wanted to bring him back for another special, right. that's way he's easier. In, he's in TMNT too. No, no, no. He's he's uh, fugitoid in the cartoon. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. All the great voices of that show. I didn't realize that was him. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, so are you excited, Travis? I mean, because you haven't watched the series since Tenet left. Yeah, that's true. I tried. Well, I watched uh, the first four of Matt Smith, and then that's when I jumped ship. Like, and this I guy's way too funny. They were doing a marathon on BBC America the other day of the Capaldi stuff. And I watched two episodes of that, and the one that stuck out in my head was the, uh, I can't remember the name of the episode, but it's a train in space where the mummy's trying to kill him and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're on the Orient and, Express. Yes, thank you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, that, that actually, that episode turned me on. So now I'm kind of considering going back for Capaldi. But Did, yeah, I, I was turned off from Again, as, as a non-Doctor Who fan, I saw the first episode with Capaldi, and I was very interested in him. I wasn't interested in the universe enough around it to stick with it, mm. but I really liked him, which means to me it's kind of a shame that he probably wouldn't be continuing. Right? Because it, would it like feels it. like it would be a clean break in terms of a showrunner, and it might be something where I jump in. But you know, see, I'd like I, to see. I would. I'd love to see Capaldi with a different writer. I'd love to see Gaiman write for him because I think that would be a great one. Because yeah. the last, the last really good Neil Gaiman one was. Uh, the uh, doctor's wife. Yes, and that was an amazing episode. Um, as far as Capaldi and the, and uh, Mikey, you can weigh in on this. I didn't introduce everybody that's on the show this week, but you know it's okay. I'm sure everyone figured it out. Yeah, Mikey, you. Oh, and yeah, Seb- by the way, Ethan's here too. Yeah, you, <laughs> you and Sebastian what? are still watching the show as as I am. Did you feel as I did the latter half of season nine? It got much better. I thought so. Yes. I thought it was And much the better. Christmas special was, was super really good. Oh yeah. I love this year's Christmas Christmas special. Which you would like years. Travis, you would like this year's Christmas special because oh, it yeah. harkened back to to the library when you first meet River oh. Song. Okay, then I'm gonna have to watch it. It, it wrapped up it wrapped up a lot of her storyline from that episode. Oh, okay. And I, I thought it, I thought it was I'd done very well. It you know, and there was you know, it was a nice way to tie up. If if they never, and we've kind of talked about this before, if they never bring River Song back, they they brought her storyline full circle. Right. Uh, my one gripe, especially with Peter Capaldi, is that he's really good, but the episodes <laughs> haven't been very good. And I feel like you know, it's a guy coming from the major leagues going down. He's the pe- best part of every episode. Yeah, he, he's he's he going down a level, and he's just out acting. The material think, given to him. Do you think he would be better with a different that. companion? 
No, I th- not even so much the companion, but I think somebody with a different sensibility. If he had been in the Russell T Davies series, I think uh, era he could have done really well. Oh yeah. And if he stays around for one season for the next guy's tenure, I would be far more interested to see what they would do. Because again, mm. a, different, a completely different writing style. The guy who runs Broadchurch and the mm-hmm. way he runs a show from Stephen Moffat, who basically threw out all his ideas from the 90s in one and a half seasons of Doctor Who and had and honestly felt like he had nothing left right. for the rest of his tenure. And I Well, like, a lot I, of people were saying that. A lot of people, were, I'd like, like to see some, last year, were I want to see sport. new blood in the series, mm-hmm. and I think the showrunner choice that they've made is a good way to bring a different sense of style to the show. Yeah. I agree with that. Well, yeah, and with season 10, we'll, we'll get a new companion. Um, we'll still have the same doctor, and hopefully it will last. Yeah. I, I would Especially love to see him and, last and do it. Again, on the companions, I liked Russell T. Davies changing the companion every season. Yeah. Versus Stephen Moffat keeping them around way past their welcome to the point where you begin to dislike them as characters. Well, and even with, with Davies, even if you had the same companion... There were multiple companions that would interchange. He would, yeah, he would also jump in with like a one-off companion for an episode uh-huh. every so often. And Stephen Moffat's like, no, you're getting three seasons of Amy Pond, and you were going to hate her at the end. <laughs> yeah. Even though that's not my intent, I'm just going to make you sick of these characters. Yeah. And I thought Amy was everybody's favorite. Not by the end of that. <laughs> no. I don't, every, every poll that not they do. Not after Stephen Moffat was done with her. Every wasn't. poll that they do now that they put when they put the companions, Rose still ends up being the top. And Sarah Jane. Always. And Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane will always be the top. The top. I'll take Martha. And Martha was great. Martha Jones and even... Martha Jones. And, and it, <laughs> Barnaby Jones. He was also just very able... Russell T. Davies was just very good about, okay, I'm going to do everything I want with this character, and then I'm going to be finished. I'm not going to stick around with these characters versus... Other ones that feel like, oh, I'm contractually obligated to be in two or three seasons. Right. And it's like, but all my ideas are spent in one. Now I just have to, like, okay, what can I do with the character I'm finished with? Mm-hmm. And that's what it sort of felt like. I'm just kind of done with you, and nothing I have left matches your characterization or anything I've built up. So, no, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. One, I... one, one companion a season is good enough for me. It also, it, again, you're supposed to watch the Doctor through the companion's eyes, and getting new perspectives is easier when you're changing them out often. Well, and as we saw with Clara, she, the doctor and her literally changed places. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it was... And then you hate her as a character because she's starting to be arrogant and she's getting people killed because she thinks she's better at the doctor's job than the doctor. And you, right. You kind of just like, I don't... Again, you've wasted all you have. Now it's just like, I think I can do this job better than you. And he goes, yeah, all right. Put your money where your mouth is. I'm going to let you take point on all of our adventures. And she has just a, a bloodbath of bodies behind her through complete incompetence. And you go like, I don't like you as a character. Why aren't you developing? Okay, so what do you guys think about the spinoff? Hmm. The, the, what's it called? The Wall, the Class Intrigued. or something? Intrigued. I'll check it out. I have no clue. I had- I'll, yeah, I'll probably watch the first episode just yeah. to see what it is. There's not enough information to make any sound judgments they, Yeah, they it. haven't said anything. But now everybody's clamoring for the Clara, uh, um, me, or what's, what she, what was her name originally? Um, oh, shit. Um, I can't think of her name now. Um, Maisie Williams. Well, yeah, Maisie, Maisie Williams. Williams. Maisie oh, look Williams at me. Character. I have no idea. Maisie Williams' is character, yes. Yeah, they want that as a spinoff. Yeah. I don't know. Um... 
Quick, let's get to Star Wars before we go through a whole episode. Okay, so it. let's go Star Wars. <laughs> um, Star Wars had some big news this week that had everybody in an uproar. What? That's I think I don't understand. I didn't either. It's a stupid uproar. I wasn't much what of uproar? an uproar. Was just yeah, was. There was enough people that I saw. It being well, pushed back to So episode Four 8 months, got yeah. pushed episode back. Episode 8. Well, I guess it would be oh seven God, months. Oh, my God, it got pushed back. It got pushed back it, to December. December 15, 2017. I'm more, the, the thing that worries me more so than the date, and I saw a lot of posts with people like, oh, I can't believe it's more, we're not going to get two movies in six months, because Rogue One is in December, yes, and it's it supposed to be the, in May. Oh, the uproar for me, not uproar, the thing that concerned me was the some of the reasoning behind it was that they're rewriting the movie. Correct. Based off of the reaction, rumored, Reaction to episode seven. Yes. The characters. The new characters. Yeah. That's yeah. what scares me. Like, no, I knew they have to rewrite me. it in some form because... Because J.J. left and he didn't... He didn't well, also, the original draft of episode seven has Poe die. Right. Who right. Then, and then they said, no, we'll just have him in here. So he would ostensibly be a character in the next film. So you would uh-huh. have to do those rewrites as that, that sort of outline when you first finished the first draft of episode seven or the, what was going to be the final draft episode 7, you probably didn't touch 8 as you continued to go through Correct. it. But to have it, the, the story be that massive rewrites are being written by Ryan Johnson and the writing team, and that was part of forcing them to get to a December date instead of May, that's the thing that kind of scares me, is when you start rewriting your film based on Twitter... Oh, everybody likes this? Okay, yeah, the, we'll put this in. The that's, 1, that's 1,000 people who complained equals 1 billion human beings, yeah. and we and have to change that, it. That was the thing that scared me. Now, who knows? The, I mean, uh, yeah, hopefully it'll it be could also be the fact that they just done $2 billion do opening in December. Well, I don't think that... I think it's... I, I honestly think it's not only the rewrites, but they don't want... Disney doesn't want to step on their own toes, and I think that's a that's, smart That's decision. what I thought. See, when, when, when Episode Seven first moved, mm-hmm. we, we all were like, that's not a big deal. With, oh, boo-hoo. it's not it's a not, Star it's Wars not the thing. Classic yeah. thing. But we all said, JJ comes out and basically says, I can give you a crappy movie in May or I can mm-hmm. give you a really good movie in December. Why wouldn't you do it? Because as I said, you could have opened that movie in the middle of February on Mars and it still would have made $100 million in its right. first day. That movie is bulletproof. <laughs> Travis, <laughs> are you okay there? <laughs> Because you just you had the sour look on your face, like like were were you upset at the idea that it might open on Mars and you'd have to go there to see it? Well, that would that would ruin my day. Yeah. Okay. But in in terms of uh, what Sebastian says, if you realize if that movie had come out when it was supposed to, it would have only been three weeks after Avengers. Correct. Or two weeks after Avengers. Correct. Why would Disney compete with it? And now they're talking. If you opened Episode Eight, it would be two weeks after Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Yeah. And before yeah. something, what else is that year? I don't remember what's that year. Anyway, um, there's something. Next year? Th- uh, Thor. No, Thor. Strange is this year. Strange is this year. It's Thor. Thor's late summer, fall. Uh, June. I, I thought it was Thor ends up being the second, the second half of the year movie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's either August or November, I think. But it gives them a chance. And what, they're moving Pirates Five there, I guess. But now. that's the other thing. Is Pirates Five is 2017. Yeah. Which where was it originally? I think it's 2017. But where? What? Where? Oh, like, are they moving it up a couple? I think, I think it was in June. So they're just moving June. it up a month. Look, here's the thing: when they first announced Rogue Squadron or Rogue One would be coming out in December, it was on this podcast. We went never. It will. The eight will never come out in May. I don't think we said never, but it was the same thing we said with seven, where we weren't. We would not be surprised. Again, you can move that movie anywhere. anywhere. Right. You don't need to have kids. 
sitting there on a summer day out of school going, what do you want to do today? I guess we'll go see Star Wars. Right. It's an event movie. It doesn't matter where the hell it's going And it fits with the holidays. It, and it's, it's, if you're going to do new stuff, that's one of my reactions to people are like, but it's not traditional. I'm like, who cares? You, you build your new traditions. Right. It's okay. We're, we're Venture Brothers fans, Just Chris. We know Take how over the Lord of the Rings. Oh, the uh, of God. We've, yeah, we've, Lord of the Rings was all in December. Yeah. Well, when does the new park attractions open? Is that... 2017. Is it 17? Yes, because this year is the year they're constructing it. Right, because I, I thought it was... They, that, haven't give, they haven't given it. I thought it was like January 2018. There's no... There's no, there's there's no, no end date because I don't think they want to yeah. promise something that they that may they, not be I think they were right. saying it would, it would take at least a year yeah, for at least them a to year. appear. Right. 2017 is the earliest projected because this year is the year they're breaking down and constructing. Because not only are they building Star Wars land, they're doing new changes to the rivers of America. Right, which, right, right. Which look gorgeous. Yeah, there's the going to be a waterfall. They're going to go so over a train trestle. A new, yeah, there's a new trestle. They're going to reduce parts of the right, island. No, I get so that. I'm so just far. wondering, I was just wondering if if the park opening will coincide with one of the movie, you know, I don't around think, the I don't, time I don't, of the I, I don't think, I don't think, think you they have care. To. I don't think you have to. Because they can do, as, as this season of the force in the park, for people who don't know, a lot of, some of the park attractions have changed, and there's a lot of Star Wars all over Tomorrowland, and right. there's Hyperspace Mountain and stuff like that. They're just going to do that every single every single winter. Well, now. they'll do it until it opens. Yeah, that's yeah. why you can. And then you it'll have Christmas Star everywhere else, and then you have Star Wars and Tomorrowland. Yeah, yeah. and then you'll have Star Wars Land when it Open opens for break. the for the extra movies to just do big celebrations in Star Wars Land. You can keep it segregated from the rest of the park. Yeah, you know, yeah. not creating a lot of excess traffic. They're giving Star Wars a space. But More back issues. to back to Episode Eight. One of the things that we well, we also heard was that the Episode Nine writers and directors have said or directors said that. We will learn uh, Ray's family in nine. Basically, Maybe. they basically alluded to that we'd learn her they, family. I think heritage. they said basically it could be as yeah. far as nine before we mm. see it. Palpatine's daughter. Oh God! Did I you hear the one where she's the reincarnation of Anakin Skywalker? No. Yeah. I was like, wow. Or the, then it was the other one was the midi chlorians made her. That's why she's so good at everything. Chick Jesus. Um. So yes, yeah. it's an un un Chick Jesus. Yeah, Chick okay, Jesus. Travis. So where are we at with Star Wars numbers? Star Wars at this time right now is sitting on the biggest pile of cash domestically ever. Uh, so. So you're saying well, it was right successful? Now, so it's been slightly successful. It's pretty good for an indie um, film. <laughs> so as of right now, domestically, it's at eight hundred and seventy-nine million dollars. Foreign, it's over a billion. So altogether, by the end of this next week, they will have uh, gone over the two billion dollar mark. Did Which you guys- uh, this week, this last weekend, it dropped a little bit. It only only made fourteen million dollars, which is uh, less than. Uh, two million less than the number one movie, which was *The Revenant*, and that was only sixteen million. So it's still holding extremely strong at number two. Speaking of that, did you guys mention last week? Because I missed last week's show. Did you guys mention the fact that I was totally, completely wrong and that *Ride Along* two beat it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, for the love of God! <laughs> yes. I was then, so mad then, when I saw that. Then Ethan was the one who tried to say no that that you were you had said that it was going. To, to that it, that ride line two was going to beat it, and I was like, no, no, no. no, no. I, he I, was, said, I, I was adamant that nothing would beat it until until, until Deadpool. Yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> but the, got to be by two movies. I, last I saw week. that just before um, our valued customers, which is a webcomic online, uh-huh. uh, had one that says, "I bought two, two tickets to see Force Awakens because I'm a Star Wars fan, and I bought two more tickets because I think Avatar being the number one movie in the world sucks." <laughs> 
Well, that's what I was going to ask Travis. Does it say on there where uh, Star Wars now ranks and how far behind? It's, it, I think it's still number in three, right? Time? Yeah. In the all time? Yeah. Uh, so domestic, it has the number one record for the domestic all time. It has a number one rated uh, rated PG thirteen. Uh, it's a number one all time. Uh, well, if you're number one all time, you're going to beat all the other categories. Yep, yep. Uh, worldwide, worldwide, still Avatar with two point seven eight eight billion. Titanic is still holding number two at two point one eight six billion. Star Wars: The Force Awakens is in third place with one point nine four billion. So that to me is honestly shocking that it's still that far behind Avatar. I'm, I'm well, surprised it's that far behind Titanic. But what also, Avatar? Made, what, what did you say with Avatar? Two point what? Two point eight ish? No, no, no. Uh, Avatar is yeah, almost two point eight. It's two point seven eight eight billion. So it's still worldwide. what three quarters of a billion dollars behind. And well, and here's here's the biggest thing that you need to understand with Avatar. Avatars, when you break down what they made around the world, its domestic box office only made up a quarter of its total box office. Oh yeah, no, I know it was a huge, yeah, worldwide film. It was, it was on, it was in the other, you know, regions where it really made its money. The other parts of the world that we don't care about, but still, so what's what's what did he two eight and one nine? So it's two point seven eight eight billion for Avatar. So almost two point eight. Yeah, so round it up. And Star Wars Force Awakens is so if you if we're rounding up Star Wars is at two billion. So it still has eight hundred million dollars uh-huh. to do in order to be number one. And it's already losing Correct. steam at this wow. point. And it is But here's the thing isn't they, they know they know they've been, you know, tracking it. They know that it will end up beating Titanic and come in at number two. But at this point, everybody's pretty much written it off. I'm going to be for... completely honest, I blame Rich, because he saw more <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy more times than he saw Star Wars. <laughs> But here's the thing. Didn't, wow, what a prick. I've seen Star um, Wars five times now, all right? That's that's low for you. I know. <laughs> you saw Guardians with eight, nine? No, six. No, it was like eight. It was six. I think it was eight. All right, so, but didn't Avatar also get re-released in the theaters, like, after a big, massive campaign, too? That's kind yes. of... Yes, it did. Help them out. And so. most of their ticket sales are 3D, because that's what everybody wanted all to see it in. All of it was 3D, in. wasn't it? Wasn't it 3D only? I want to no. say there was 2D. Well, showings but where does star wars and it does 3D. it say anything about where star wars stands with imax 3d with avatar 3d imax uh that is a really good question let's go back to their all times let's, let's, uh, all, let's, all be let's silent see if it has an imax breakdown <laughs> give it just completely nothing let's just, yeah let's just be silent um travis works i was trying right, to think if there's yeah, any let's everybody be quiet while i look star up. wars toys for last year did 700 billion or 700 million dollars that's... Imagine what they would have done if those toys were good. I know, <laughs> or available. Exactly. But that's still look at what well, seven hundred. Well, seven hundred million dollars in the bulk of your toys came out in September. Seven hundred million plus the two hundred. Oh, the uh, excuse me, seven hundred million. So you're at twenty or two point seven billion right now with the toys and the movie itself, plus another. Well, I think we said it was almost like eight hundred million for the video games. Yeah, but you're also uh, so toys. You're also other merchandising. That's think true. Of, so bed sheets and 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 t-shirts and oranges, right? And toilet paper and water bottles and yeah, cereal. Uh, all-time IMAX feature-length for uh, feature-length movie numbers. Uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens is number one, and Avatar is number two. So that's what I was wondering, because I knew it had a very, very big IMAX push. 
Well, everyone and had to get those Jurassic coasters. World is number three, and Marvel's The Avengers, the first one, was is number four. Interesting. Very cool. Um, yeah, I mean, the Star Wars juggernaut. I think it, it's just every year it's going to be like this. I just I, I thought it would actually. Now here, here here's a question for you, and I think we've kind of hinted on this before, but I wanted to ask you if the next movie, whether it be Rogue One or Eight or both, don't live up to well, this the movie. Next, the next movie is, is Rogue, Rogue One. One. I know, but uh, one of the next two movies. Not, not, none nothing of the, can none ever of live up to these films the... is going to do this. It's right, the same no. thing. Episode one as, a, as an inferior film still had way more buzz about it than episode two or right, episode right. three did because it's that, that length of time in between. When we see episode eight, it'll only be two years since episode seven and only a year since the last Star Wars major motion picture. It's never going to be like this. Is it, it just, going is to be it... a failure if a Star Wars movie doesn't make a billion dollars? No, because you've already made all your money back. Right. It, yeah, the, they already the, made their money. Now it's all, now it's all cream on top. I, those episodes eight and nine, they'll be in the domestic top ten. Yes. Just like for the longest time, all Star, the other Wars, Star Wars, Empire, and uh-huh. Return of the Jedi were until ticket prices just skyrocketed. Right. And started knocking stuff out when you get even weird films like Pirates or Frozen or whatever that starts knocking those films out, mm-hmm. even with their re-releases. But I'm sure if you adjust those three, the three originals would still be in the top fifteen. Yeah. You know? well, I think they'd still do really well, but it's not like you're going to get a lot of people who are going yeah, to continue gonna, to go back see, and watch But what I'm saying is $700 million dollars mm-hmm. for each if of If they don't do at least a billion dollars, are they a failure? No. No. No, but I'm sure especially there will be Rogue headlines One. calling it that. Yes. Yeah. Well, especially just like especially, there were for Avengers Two, which was only shy by like two hundred million, and they're like, oh, "It's failure." Right. Availed us. Well, Avengers Two. It, it. I think that's a different sort of beast. Because it is a different beast. That type of franchise, because there isn't a big lead. Of, Star Wars was so successful fifteen years ago. Right. So successful thirty-five years ago, and those big breaks, you expect the first one to do really well right. and then get diminishing returns. Something like Avengers. I'm sure Disney was hoping that the build would keep going, keep going, keep right. going. Because I would almost guarantee you that, well, almost, very almost guarantee you that Infinity War Part One is going to beat the original Avengers film. Yeah, because it's going to be, it's going to be think that the hype new, for that film. I, I'm almost betting Cap Three will do it. It's, it's, yeah, it's the culmination, and it's all of the char- It's, it's a large portion of the characters that yeah. we've seen over the years coming back. Well, when you're well, talking, I mean, as many as many idea. characters as they're predicting are going to be in this are close to that. And the fact there's new blood with it, with the Russo brothers uh-huh. directing right. it, and I think you'll see more multiple casting viewings. choices. That yeah, come I mean, out Age of Ultron. How, how many of us here saw Age of Ultron more than once? Me. Yeah, you were the only one. I saw Avengers four times. Yeah. I only saw Age of Ultron once. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen the That's complete true. film. Even when we I'm watched it last that. night, we were just like, yeah, I'm <laughs> sort of half watching it. It will see to me, uh, even watching it, it's not as fun of a film. As, I mean, I, I'm going to use Guardians because Guardians is one of those films. I just like Pirates of the Caribbean one that I can watch multiple times when it's on. I, you know, if it, if there's nothing else that's pr- you know pressing for me to watch or something, I can just leave it on. Oh no, well, there's other things pressing for you to watch. It's still on. <laughs> I did watch Guardians over the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> Um, no, it's 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 never going to have that moments that Avengers does because Avengers is such a unique experience in that the way Marvel built it in terms of here's four of the most popular characters we've ever had. You're going to wait a couple of years after the first really really good film. You're going to see two films of Iron Man. You're going to see a Thor. You're going to see a Cap. You're going to see, the, and then we're going to see everybody get together right. and you get new characters with it that people were really excited about in terms of Hawkeye and Black Widow. 
you have the best villain, the only good villain they've ever had. You throw everything into that mix, shake it up. You have a very good, enjoyable, fun film. Age of Ultron has so many different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it has it's the same film that's me. already been. Yeah. Well, there's but, moments for me. That but the hype really of seeing everybody film. together is already gone. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which brings me to DC. Uh, if you're going to show everybody in Batman v Superman, when you get to the Justice League movie, have you already killed your your excitement for it? Awesome. I mean, uh, no, that trailer killed the excitement for it. Well, because <laughs> because as more and more comes out, it seems like almost every character from the Justice League movie gonna is going in. to be. And in they've it. already basically said it. They're 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 almost all going to be in it in yeah. some way, shape, will, or form. Yeah. Will it Dawn kill the movie? Justice. I think it. I think it. I think Justice League will take a hit. It's not going to be a massive hit. But it's going to take a little Here's bit what of could Do you think it you know, would look, do numbers of, 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 it'll, it'll, of it'll take the first a, Avengers? It'll take a ding because it's not, you know, it's like, well, well I've look, seen these look, guys together this already. Is, this is how you save the, the Justice League movie. You give it, if Dawn of Justice sucks as bad as we think it's going to, <laughs> if Justice League has a different director, different writer, different tone, how much more excited would you be to go see Justice League going, they already gave me my shit sandwich. I want to go get something good. Oh, yeah. That's where I think it, it could actually save it in that, all right, we are, they already tried this. I got a very dark, gray, weird, totally Superman's going to kill Batman for no reason. Don't turn the light on or else I'll kill you. What the hell? What is, what is going on with that film? Well, okay. So no more Snyder, the right? But then, no Zach, Snyder. But then no Zack Snyder won't have a career anymore. Did, did oh, everybody can go saw, back to doing indies. Everybody, like, <laughs> everybody saw the Suicide Squad trailer, right? Yes. No, I didn't see it. But really? I, re- I, I, I did see it. I really don't care. I, I well, saw the trailer. Su- and Suicide Squad is weird. Okay, just sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. Suicide Squad for me is weird because it's a movie that I will go see, but I really couldn't care less to see anything one way or the other. I'm right. not excited for it, but I'll go see it where I've gone out of my way to watch the Batman v Superman one going, I don't want to see that film. But did you guys that did see it, did you feel more excited about Suicide Squad than you no. did about Batman v Justice? I did. I watched, v. I, watched, I watched Suicide Squad and went, what a beautifully edited trailer. Too bad all the scenes looked terrible. And uh, then my second thought was immediately, I did already see Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't really need to see it again. <laughs> And I was more excited. Like, then I, I like hit it. the X and well, I moved on. Duh. It was he just a, said, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. No wonder why you're excited. <laughs> I mean, I, again, it was really well edited as a trailer. The musical beats, really well cut. That guy needs yeah. to do more work. It's the best I heard, of the year. I heard a lot of people say they got the logo right. It looks The logo looks amazing. The colors looked yeah. awesome, too. Yeah, and I mean, it's not the, it's, and it's not the cinematography. It's, I mean, despite the costume design being... TV show level, which says a lot about how much money they put into the film and into the people's salaries that are in it. Right. Mostly it's just like, uh... I'm in it, whoa! Woo! Exactly. Yeah! Exactly. He's going to get nominated for an Oscar for that shot. one. He got woo! the costume budget. Dude, he, I wasn't, he is not surviving that film. <laughs> I guarantee you he dies in that film. I originally was not probably. excited about that movie coming out. I was like, eh, I probably won't see it. But seeing this trailer, yeah, I want to see it. Okay, the reason I bring, bring up Batman v uh, Superman and Suicide Squad is because DC has announced that they are doing a relaunch of number ones starting in June. And the titles are specifically targeting the characters featured in those films. Right. And yes. I know that, Chris, we've had this debate left and right, and every time Marvel does something new and every time a movie comes out... Well, Marvel doesn't do anything new. Right. Well... It the seems like are new. it seems like they're trying to cater more to the movie going audience as they progress. They, they to are, me, this seems like an outright 
deliberate move to try to tie those two They are trying, and I think me and Chris, we've had the discussion many times, is that the on the Venn diagram of comic book fans and movie fans, they don't meet. Right. Comic book... All you know, comic book fans tend to be movie fans. Movie fans do not tend to be comic book fans. There's not. I agree with that. There's not a lot of crossover between the two, and they're trying to be like. But they always do it though, and it's it's not DC making a first time attempt. Every time a movie comes out, they always try and push those characters. Mm-hmm. But this is on a. I think well, a, that's just smart publishing. It is. It is. It is very smart publishing. The, the thing with this, we talk about Marvel and DC. DC and Time Warner are much closer in terms of partnerships because they've been owned by Time Warner for so much longer than Marvel is with Disney. Correct. As much as Marvel as a publisher tries to do things that are based on the movie, they really don't. Mm -hmm. You have a major event this summer. Everyone's clamoring about the conspiracy theory that Marvel is throwing away the Fantastic Four because they want to screw over Fox, which, again, not having a comic book means absolutely nothing to a film. Right. Right. The summer event is a Fantastic Four event. Secret Wars that just wrapped up is a story about Reed Richards and Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the whole story. But you don't have, tell me because right. I haven't finished it. You have... Well, you already know that. Yes. That, those, that those, I do those, know. Those it's two the whole, yes. their family, yeah. It's, jo- it's Jonathan Hickman wrapping up the final storylines that he's he been kind of left put there for whatever. Correct. For a long time. But here's, here's the thing. When people are like, oh, no, no. They're doing, they're doing stuff based on the movie. They're basing on the movie. Okay, there's a Guardians of the Galaxy 2 coming out, right? Mm-hmm. Who's on the Guardians team? The, the Thing. Oh, yes. But that's Who's not until next year. No, The Thing's on the Guardians. He's right that's now. The same. No, no, you I mean. A, you have a title that is a movie title okay. in stores right now. It features a character that they can never use. Marvel Publishing doesn't care about anything that Disney would turn around and tell them to do. Marvel Publishing looks at it and says, if however many millions of people are going to go see Deadpool, we're going to put some more Deadpool comics out. Right. But they're not going to fe- it's not going to look like the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool. Right. He's not going to deal with the other X-Men characters that are in it. There's not a specific Deadpool, Colossus, and Mega... Negaton girl, whatever the other Megatine, whatever <laughs> explosion yeah. girl. There's no comic that's going to feature those specific <laughs> characters, right? Even when they did Avengers Assemble, that was Marvel as a publishing house, not Disney telling Marvel do a book with the five Avengers that are in the movie. That was Marvel as a publishing house going, we should probably put one of those out because if anybody walks in, it makes it easier for a retailer to go buy that book. Right. Those are the five characters you're following. Because the Avengers books at the time were almost indecipherable to someone that would walk. Oh in. yeah, you, if you were brand new to comics in general, you yeah. would have never figured. So it out. that's okay. But what about taking Star Lord and specifically Rocket Raccoon and making them look and act more like the characters in the movie? That depends on which book you're go, buying and who's go back. Drawing. Hold on, go all the way back to 2000. Why? To Iron Man? No. Oh, go back to even X Men. Yes, X Men. All of a sudden, Logan gained six inches. Yes. He was yeah. five six compared to Scott Summers being six one. So the publishing house is and immediately and when that film came out, Logan was drawn eye to eye with Scott Summers, right? Because yep. that was it was just a little piece. Again, at that time, they had there was no corporate overlords to Marvel. Marvel said this is a good idea for us, right? That sort of thing. They dumped the whole idea of him being a runt. And as Tony Stark developed, he's I mean, with Robert Downey Jr. out there. But even if you read if you read Matt Fraction's run, which is all post Iron Man. He's not Robert Downey. Oh Jr. no, no, he's it's, not. It's a very no. different character. So it's this DC. But when you feels, read, but the thing is, DC feels different because this is very much a targeted. 
Time, they, I would believe someone who would tell me the quote-unquote conspiracy theory that Time Warner tells them, make a Batman v Superman title, make another Suicide Squad title, which is successful for a couple of months, and then it fails. It's right. already been relaunched since the New 52 as the new Suicide Squad. It's already had it two new number ones, but it's all, it? But that's it also two number ones. But that's also not necessarily a secret, because when DC no. relaunched into the New 52, Warner Brothers said exactly that, that we're being more hands-on with it, and they even mm-hmm. put... The they even put one of the the they they put the person who was running the Harry Potter franchise for their film division specifically as the head of DC Comics so they could have someone they could directly mm-hmm. communicate to. And let's not yes. forget DC Comics moved just moved to uh, they moved Los to LA Angeles because yeah. they're putting their their divisions together and yeah. so they could talk to each other. So that's not necessarily a secret. That is that Warner Brothers told them to relaunch yes. everything. But what right. this feels like, it's not. Let's clarify this. It's not a new Fifty Two launch. No, it's not no. a. It's, it's not, not a reimagining of the universe. It's not a reuniverse right. launch. It is. Is that what? What was the thing that they just called it? I saw it on CVR. They're it's calling like it re- Rebirth. This yes, one? Rebirth. Yeah, and it's what there. it feels like is much like Marvel now, which came off of the event of AVX. It wasn't as much that AVX changed the Marvel universe. It was the fact that all the creators, the big name creators, left their books. Brian Michael Bendis finished up Avengers. Matt Fraction finished up Iron Man. Um, Hickman had finished up, or Remender finished up uh, X-Force. All the creators switched, and the mm-hmm. publishing house looked at it and said, well, if we're going to have all these creators switch, let's just make all new number ones. Right, and because people it, are too afraid to buy. Well, did you see that's what, also because people are too afraid to jump into issue 16 of a book. That's the biggest problem. Did you see what uh, Bleeding they, Cool called it? They called it a, uh, was it, this could be the all new, all different, a bit, a little bit, TV shows, DC Comics. Yeah, the, the the bigger part of it is that what what, what it looks like you're going to see is even somehow the percentage-wise of the line is going to be much heavier into Batman slash Harley. Yes. Which means they'll probably reduce the number of Superman titles. even though Which there's also a Gotham tie-in this, book. Yeah, well, the Flash, Arrow are going to be, you know, still sort of there. Right. I'm kind of afraid of what changes they'll make to the Green Arrow book because it's not like Arrow the TV series. Right. Um, but your your ancillary stuff is just going to disappear. The type of stuff that they they went through their their kind of not relaunch, but uh, they launched a lot of new titles last year, mm-hmm. and in not only rebranding stuff like Suicide Squad into New Size Suicide Squad, Teen Titans into New Teen Titans, but Harley had a well Harley was part of, but it's more like Cyborg and Bizarro as a miniseries, right. and Red Hood and the Red Hood and Arsenal took over for Red Hood and the Outlaws. Batman Beyond. All these type of titles, none of them succeeded in a way that they wanted them to. The hope is that they don't do 52 titles again. They just really concentrate on making whatever they have. Well, they said the new line is going to be even more dominant with Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, and Suicide well, Squad Well, that's what the pundits are thinking it's going to be. DC hasn't said completely what they're doing, except that a lot of titles are getting... Um, like getting new number ones, and they may have a shift in their titles, much like what Wolverine, what Marvel does in the case of something like Wolverine, where it was all new Wolverine, mm-hmm. and then it was all new, all different Wolverine, and then it was Wolverine, the Wolverine series, or whatever the hell they want to call it. That's a four Wolverine, number one. Well, they've also talked that there's going to be a new Titans book. Which, yeah, a new Titans book that isn't teen. Right, they're dropping to teen. teen so which, because the, the TV show that they're still planning is Titans. I don't think they're ever going to do it that. Got, it didn't it got, get picked up. It got totally I thought, I thought it didn't 
get yeah. picked up, but I thought TNT or somebody else decided that they were going to still. No, it was TNT was the one that said, TNT, no. the, TNT. Then it was FX or somebody was going to. No to, one, no one's going to pick that up. Look, if if you're not going to do, if Greg Berlanti's not running it, it's not going on the air, right? Apparently, from DC, mm-hmm. unless I mean it's it's yeah, Gotham, but point. other than that, the only ones people like are either the CW show or the one that feels a lot like it, which is Supergirl. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's. The bigger issue in terms of readership is what Sebastian mentions. Nobody picks up a number sixteen, right? And that's that's. But we've said that you said that a long time. I've said that for five yeah. years. This is what we've, as, as as an industry, this is what we cater to because that's what fans want. It's the same thing when fans go, nobody wants to buy events. Well, then why is Secret Wars one through nine, the nine most ordered books in two thousand fifteen? Right. It yeah. shops aren't ordering it thinking no one's going to buy it. Shops aren't ordering it when they know no one's going to buy it. There's no shop that says, well, I'm going to order 200 copies of number one because I know I'm only going to sell five of them. But I'm going to order 200 just for the heck of it. No one is doing that. Right. You order 200 because, honestly, Secret Wars number one, you'll sell through 125, 150. Well, let's just look at the new 52. When there were, what, 52 new titles in the month of September, mm-hmm. or uh, end of August through and September. Many shops were really, really, really stupid about it. Right. And, but those number ones... Sold. I, I think between you, me, and Mikey, we picked up almost all 52 of them. We picked up, uh, I think it was 47, because I read 47 of the 52 titles between the three of us. Right. So, but it's also, it works. I think the other thing is that there's oh, no, still it, this it mindset. Yeah, it, it really it, it does work. But it's also, I think, the perceived mindset that, that comic books are still an investment in this day and age, I think, plays into a lot of the number ones. Because, like, well, I oh, want yeah. something that's collectible. And... You think so? That yes. more so than oh, oh. That, yes. There are people who buy a number one and you then never those, come back. Do you remember those days? The, no, I remember. Because yeah. that's always my favorite story. Because Justice League One uh, was released August thirty first, yes. and no one was in the shop. Right. We we used to go to the shop right when it opened, eleven o'clock, right, uh-huh. 10, or ten o'clock, whatever. The first week, which was the Batman week, we went and there was almost there was a few new people there, but it wasn't a big deal. And, it, and you've told the story that later in the day it got packed because yes. the shop down the street had sold, sold all their Batman, sold, so like they, one they, guy they sold their entire case of the Superman issue to one person. Yeah, good lord. So, but the second week we went, when all of the fans that had come out the first week in the late afternoon on a Thursday and on Saturday realized that every shop was sold. Right. Out. We walked into that shop that next week and it was jam-packed. Uh-huh. There was 30 people in that store as soon as the door opened in order to grab as many of these things as they could. And we, who had been going to the shop for a year, every Wednesday at open, because Mikey works nice and you and I were unemployed bums. Yeah. <laughs> we walk in and go, who the F are all these? What are you doing in my shop? All I could, all I could think of was mall rats like, why are these guys coming to my comic shop? Stan Lee's here. You can't come to my shop because Stan Lee's here. No, especially working a comic book shop for almost eight years, you'll see the people who come. By the way, I miss you. Oh, thank God. you. But you'll see the. Really but you'll see them that. working. I there, was going to the shop every week. Working there long enough, you go. It's like ah, Wolverine number one is out. Mm-hmm. This is your sixth time in. The almost decade I've been here, you've walked into the shop because you only come in for the Wolverine number one. You see that? You see people that come in and pick up number ones because, other like us, we limit the number of copies that right. you can pick up of a title. Right. You see people that go to every shop in, in Northridge and pick up number ones. The the Batman Turtles number one, which is sold out everywhere. Right. There's a reason it's sold out everywhere. is because the same guy came in Wednesday and Thursday and Saturday and right. picked up another one. And in fact, you know what? I'm and gonna, that book we, is like 20 We bucks. talked about this. Power Rangers Zero just oh, came out. Oh, for the love of God. Power uh, Rangers Zero. Although, I will, say, I, will say, I will say that the situation is slightly different because Boom is an indie publishing house. They print on a smaller scale regardless. Yes. So something like, you know, 
30, 40, 50,000 copies is a lot for someone like Boo. And the fact that 30,000 copies divided by five. Right. Because of the five different covers. Exactly. And that was a book that people bought specifically for those collectible covers. There were sets going on eBay of all of all seven covers, I think. There were seven, there were seven covers. Sorry, there's five five main colors, characters, and then green and, then, and white, which right. is a one in fifty, going and a one for one hundred respectively, going for three and four hundred dollars for well, a full set. The the thing with that, the white by Saturday in, here, shop yeah. talk. Yeah, the white by Saturday was over two hundred dollars. Right. Which I was going to save this for the end, but I'll go ahead and do it now <laughs> since we are going ahead and, and talking about the shop. I wanted to congratulate Earth Two Comics for making the top ten. <laughs> Northridge. Northridge. I was. Well, you didn't let me finish. You it's did specific. not let me finish. Well, no, but you're, you're, you were had it incorrect. Let me. I, you didn't let me finish. They're making the top ten in the LA Times best comic book shops. LA Weekly. LA, LA Weekly. Weekly. Yes, LA Weekly. It's LA Weekly. For the best comic book shops in, in Southern California, wasn't it? It was. It's LA in the Valley. LA. LA. That's why it's specific to say Northridge because our our yeah. Sherman Oaks location, which is also quite good. Was also located in the valley, which yes. the the Northridge store. The store, article specifically talked about the Northridge store. Specifically yes. talked about the North Northridge store and had the the, the famous Wolverine picture out front of it featured. Uh, but I wanted to which say congratulations to you and yeah. to the shop. Yeah, they, they, all the stuff they called out is stuff I didn't do. <laughs> but I'd like to say I created the environment in which those type of things could happen. Yes. And you know, and and, uh, and the great here's the best thing with that with that list. So the the LA Weekly top ten list is going through the list of all that I've been to. If you take ours out, so yes. put ours in. I've been to eight of those shops. Yes, I have no problem being in that company. Those are really really good. And shops. some of them are, are no, yeah, are, are the company of House of, of Secrets. Of, House of Secrets was fantastic. Store. Comic Bug, Comic Bug, um, Meltdown, uh, Meltdown's in it. Meltdown would probably be one of the ones that go. Eh. Golden Apple, um, but, golden but, but when you golden. look at when you when you but here's the, no, but what meltdown I'm saying and is, golden a, apple are kind of, of have that that notoriety to them. Well, there's a lot of shops that I, I would say I would not be proud to be in company with, and it was nice that none of those shops were on that list. Right. I thought the person who put the list together took a very had a lot of the sensibilities that I have and what I'm looking for in a shop. And as I read all ten of them, the two shops that I hadn't been to and the ones I had. I, I'm I'm actually very proud to be in that group. And you know, the the other thing, and not being biased for you know it being my home shop, but when we were going around to different shops and things like that, especially you and Mikey in the very beginning, trying to find a home shop, you and then well, you know, said, the me, greatest the, advertisement that Mike and I have is we live out here in, in Newbury Park. Uh-huh. We were going to the Sherman Oaks store. That's more than a half hour away, almost forty five minutes with traffic. Right, it's over twenty miles. We pass five other shops to get there. Mm-hmm. That's how much that shop meant to us when we first went. And, but and even even on Wednesdays to. when we would go to multiple shops, there was a, a different vibe when you walk into Earth Two, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's well, one more, it has its comics. <laughs> plus, it's our home shop. Once we're done there, then it's just like, eh, it's relaxing. Well, just it's, to go to whatever it's, other it's store. A, a part so, of a but there's part a different there's I, a different vibe. Well, here's the thing: the part of what I have to do on Wednesdays is sometimes visit other shops. And let me tell you, there are other shops that I don't understand how they're still open on Wednesdays. Shops that do not have new comics out, that do not have them organized in any sort of way, that are doing polls in the middle of the day. I mean, it's... it's like Again, the shops that we're in are not only good shops in terms of the way they are, but they're also very good customer service shops. And that, that's, another, that's another thing. Going back to when Sebastian was there, almost... Well, Sebastian was terrible. <laughs> he pissed off every customer. Worst employee. Yeah. 
I mean, George, George Travis, Travis, you, I mean, you know, you, you've gone to the, you, the Sherman Oaks one a lot. You know how it is. You, I mean, it, it's a different, when you walk into to both locations, you, you're able to find what you need. And when you can't find what you need, you have somebody there that can point you in the right direction. And, yeah, and, and, and I mean, it, it, very simply and very basically, it's a well run business. Yes. Chris <laughs> is just sitting here smiling. <laughs> Off the air, Sebastian and I will talk. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Marvel has announced had some. Uh, Marvel's like, wait, us too. Yeah, they they had we a, have announcements too. They had a big hint uh, a couple weeks ago that there was something returning. Uh, D man, it, it had the it had the Marvel logo yellow, and it had beware the sting. Which Green Hornet's coming? We all know now is the Wasp. Uh, it's a new Wasp book that's yeah. going to be coming out. Um, because that's what the world is clamoring for. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get ready for uh, Ant Man too. Are they are they canceling Hellcat? <laughs> no. Oh wait, we missed uh, we missed one of the DC ones though. Oh, Snyder. we totally forgot. I got talking about the shop. Yeah, Scott, Scott, Scott Snyder, Snyder is, is leaving books. Batman. Scott Snyder after this relaunch for, for Fifty Two will be his last issue on the Batman title. He will switch to Detective after Comics. five years. Yes, after, after well, he's been yeah writing Batman specifically writing Batman for five specifically, years. and it's not mentioned as who's going to go do the art with him on Detective. Whether it does it's going not to be Greg Capullo or not. So maybe half of my prediction of Snyder and Capullo doing Justice League will come true. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, well, he has well, a six-month head start on what is supposed to come out with Capullo and yeah. Snyder. So, and, and somebody, I mean, because Batman's the only book that I really read of DC, I think, anymore. Um, and mainly, main reason was because of Snyder. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to... Well, know. he's... Who's, who's taking over the Batman book? Don't Tony Daniel. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. My guess would Rob be Liefeld. well. My guess would be Tomasi, but I'm not sure. They haven't mentioned anything of that. No, it doesn't mention anything. Batman. It, it. The thing with Snyder is Snyder's really him and Jeff are the only two like what you would consider superstar writers. Right. There in terms of have name recognition greater than someone who goes into a stop every single week. And Jeff, because of his output with Arrow and Flash, and really running a lot of other avenues in DC, just doesn't have the time to write a lot of books. Right. Um, they do have other good writers. Greg Pak is very good. Greg Pak's Superman stuff is amazing, as long as he doesn't have to do crossovers, um, which they force him to, and it drives me nuts. Uh, there's there's other good people there, but in terms of name recognition versus someone like Marvel, it has a lot of, as a decent stable of writers that are, I think, you know, a brand unto themselves. So Scott Snyder doing anything is a big deal. They made do a big you think deal about he... him doing... Uh, Superman Unchained. Uh-huh. He, he had uh, Animal Man and Swamp Thing that were launched, Swamp right? Thing. Yeah. Just Swamp he Thing. Swamp thing yeah. Yeah. Lemire, Lemire, Lemire did. Then losing Jeff Lemire was probably one of the biggest things. Right. Um, do you think that it's time for him to leave Batman? No, because he's not leaving Batman. He's just going to I mean, go, but, I mean, go the, the main title, Batman book. Well, the thing is, the story is like, oh, this is a chance to... The, the way the story put it was that it gives him a chance to go do a book that's not the best-selling Batman title, and on Detective, he can kind of do whatever he wants to do with the character. That whole thing in the article, and that's not DC's quote, that's the article's quote. Right. That's BS, because he's been doing whatever he wants with Batman anyway. Batman has it was not a part of any of the major storylines that DC has run. It was not a part of Forever Evil. It was not a part of anything that's going on in Justice League. It had the least amount of changes with the New 52, too. Batman well, as well. Right, Green Lantern. Few. Yeah, that and Green Lantern. What a surprise. 
Um, but no, Snyder was able to do the stories that he wants to do on Batman. He was given free reign on Batman. Now he goes to do, do Detective. He's going to do the same thing. Right. And the idea that Batman is still going to continue to be the best-selling title at DC, no matter who's put on it, is simply not true either. I mean, if Snyder's doing Detective, we're going to see orders for Detective go way up. And yes. numbers for it go way up. Unless they can find somebody huge to do Batman, or Capullo stays with a new writer, which I don't think will happen, then that book could, could, could continue being at the top of DC sales charts. But I really don't... Detective's going to be the number one book. Detective was outselling Batman at the end of the New 52 because people realized that Snyder's book was better than the Batman book. Right. Way better than the Batman book. Um, Which yeah, if, you no, no. if you haven't read his Detective run, his Black Mirror run, go find it's it great. and read it. Yeah. It's the best thing he's ever done. Yeah, I mean, but so I mean, we see a lot of changes. Comic books need to change up, and they need to freshen up all the time. Well, they have to freshen up now because it's such that that short cycle is, is again. People are not buying sixteens and seventeens and eighteens because people see those num the numbers is a turnoff, and I, I and I, I hate it. I really do because that mentality. I don't know where it came from. My first issue of Uncanny X Men was two seventy five. Right. I didn't really think. Oh, I haven't read two hundred and seventy four issues. I'm not going to be able to follow this. And not only was it two seventy five, I dropped in the middle of two major storylines in which the bulk of the X Men team was in space searching for Charles Xavier in the Shar Empire. And Rogue and Magneto and Kazar were with Nick Fury in the middle of the Savage Land <laughs> fighting the mutates with a bunch of dinosaurs. I was able to pick up the story. Yeah. And then it made me go back and buy 74, 73, 72, and 71. And then X-Men 1 and Uncanny 281 started the X-Men relaunch, in which they didn't relaunch any of the numbers for existing titles. They launched two new titles in X-Force and X-Men. Mm -hmm. You're able to fall into it. it it's, and Marvel has tried to do different marketing strategies to get people to think of them as number ones. For a time after Marvel Now, if the book started a new storyline, there was a huge number one on the cover dress in the right corner. It was really issue 24 of the series, right. but it would say, you know, a Trial of Dream Grey, number one. Right. Trying to get people to say, this is a new story. Just start right yeah. here. Just they go tried for doing it. the point ones. They yeah. tried doing the and point people, ones. I, I remember. People got pissed off. People got pissed off, and would, they actually dropped their books because they were like, I don't know where a point one goes in my box, so I don't want to buy it. Isn't that kind of the same thing as doing an annual? Because when you do an, you know, once no, you put that well, annual, the you point, can. The, the, problem with the, the problem with point ones is twofold. One, it people. The point one did not replace a book in terms of a monthly. So instead of having one book a month, right. that month you had you had to, quote-unquote, pay for two books. Two, the point one was supposed to set up the next year of storylines. Yes. And outside of about four titles, it didn't do it. Correct. Right. The Hulk one was great. The Hulk one set up everything that happened in Hulk for the next year. But most of them were like retelling the origin or this is what Cap's doing right now 45 years ago. And so they failed in that degree, and they became something like an annual, right. which the annual was ever the annuals were always supposed to be for Marvel a long time. The annuals were tryout books. They're like, we got an artist, and we think he's going to be good. We'll we'll throw him on this. Joe Casada's first work for Marvel wasn't an annual. Okay, but I mean, we we talked about with the, the DC thing and, and Marvel. I, I kind of in some of the announcements that Marvel's made, I kind of can see the same to a degree the same type of formula. Where okay, we have all these movies coming out. You know, it's also the seventy fifth anniversary of Cap. You know, we need to do some things that will coincide with that. One of the biggest announcements they just had was that the Thunderbolts are returning, and Winter Soldier is going to be leading the team. You know, we're, we're I was wondering why you told me to put that on the list. <laughs> 
we're getting you know Moonstar, The Fixer, Atlantis, uh, Mach Five, Atlantis Morissette, yeah, Atlantis, uh, 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 Atlas, Atlas is on the fuck, right, whatever. <laughs> um, but Winter Soldier's leading the team because you know, Winter so Soldier's going to play a major part. Did of, he did he leave the wall? Yes. Wow, or the source or whatever he was doing. Yes, the old man on the wall, whatever the hell the end of the uh, original sin was. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, he took over Nick Fury's job yes, as the did. protector of the. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so then they, made a, then they made a really weird book that nobody bought. Jim Zub is uh, writing it, and John uh, Malin is doing the art. Mm, never heard of John Malin. Interesting. Um, anybody care? I mean, because you were a big Thunderbolts fan. I was a Thunderbolts fan when Warren Ellis took over at Civil War, and then, um, oh, for the love of God, Kev Rocker was doing the art, but who was writing it? Was it Gage or was it? Uh, was it Gage, or was it uh, Pack? No, Pack never wrote. It may have been Christos Gage. Yeah. It might have been Christos Gage. I know he I wrote. Think it was. He so wrote it at one point. Thunderbolts. Yeah. The, the Thunderbolts book was from where War and Alice starts. Is very good up until the end. Well, I remember reading the his best, Civil War. The Are you best, it when, when he was doing it with Mike Diodato? Uh Yes, when he had the dark. The, basically, the Thunderbolts team when in Civil War was the team of evil people that were used as hunters correct to hunt down the heroes and so they turned it into basically it was like a suicide squad yes um and then it went from there and there's the the best thing with suicide squad was during fear itself it was the only title that was actually good that tied in because when the hammer hit the prison a bunch of them escaped into a time tower and they went way back in time and they were like jumping up forward mm-hmm. and the the issue with the when they get to world war ii with Cap is one of the best issues ever. Because <laughs> there is an African-American on the Thunderbolts team. <laughs> Cap is, it's so good to see the Negro that. fighting for the American. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that line's in a normal comic book. Holy crap. Um, but uh, Civil War, number but one. The, Civil War 2, number one. Civil War 2, number one. Again, comes out free comic book day. Yes. The uh, weekend at Cap uh, yes. 3, Civil War. Hits the, hits talk the about theaters. what we were talking about before. This is Marvel Publishing yes. saying, not only are we going to do a sequel to the most popular story that they've had uh-huh. pretty much ever, but why wouldn't we put out something that ties into a movie that's And the first issue being free. Yeah. Well, that's, they've done that for the last couple of years. Marvel, yes. Marvel is very, 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 very smart in terms of free comic book day. You want to talk about the difference between Marvel and DC? DC does reprints on Free Comic Book Day. They haven't done right. original stuff. They did original last Blackest year. Blackest Night was the Blackest Night was the original was the last full size right. number zero number zero uh-huh. issue of original material. Last year was the Divergence, which set up the Superman Batman. DC New Fro- uh, New Fifty Two New Fifty Two did one, as well. Too. But they go into those events, but they don't always. Since Marvel always has an event in the summer, they've always used this, and they've right. done a good job because it's not something. It's not a reprint, and it's not something that's going to be in the comic book that you're going to buy in two months. Right, and it you also know, features a second story in it. It features a second story, and there's a second book. Yes. And Marvel always puts out two. There's a gold book and a silver book. DC Which, does the same What do you thing. think about all the new, all different... The DC silver book is the girls, the, the, the animated um, young girls style team or whatever. <laughs> that's... What, what is it? Girl, girls of... Uh, the superhero like super girls, girls? Are, so like superhero high or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, no, it's like this. It's it's the it's the female superhero team that yeah. they're doing the animated series for or whatever. Yeah. That's the that's the silver size or the silver offering from DC. That's going to be the big book. Everyone's going to. Oh yeah. That's going to be huge. But and that's that, again DC very smart. 
Yes. In that case, Marvel's really smart with this sort of thing. So, But do you think, I mean, because you're putting all new, all different Avengers as a second book in that, or second, it's going to be yeah. in that with a Mark Wade book, which is, that could by, be by itself. Well, easily. that's what it was last year. Yeah. The all new, all different Avengers was, there was oh, yeah. Secret War Zero and all new, all different yeah, Avengers. Right. They were basically telling you, this is what the universe is going to look like for the next four months. Mm-hmm. And then in October, it's going to look like this with the Avengers team. But it, it, was, a, it was a simple one shot story that kind of introduced that team. Right, With and then Marvel and the Miles. other big major announcement is that Steve Rogers is going to be young again and donning the Captain America costume or a, With a cap- really horrible shield. I don't. I, I hated the shield as soon as I saw it. I thought it was interesting because they it's were the like, "Well, shield. he needs to be Captain America again a lot faster than when he died." I would have preferred it to look more like the thirty shield. Yeah, uh, I, I, mean, I, I, I get. I get keeping that iconic look. What does does he have the laser shield that he had in the? No, no, yeah. it's the, the, the it, it's the actual shield looking shield. It's like the classic classic pointed shield that he used to have, but they are totally updating the it bad shield. Futurishy. Yes, the bad shield. The yeah, bad shield. but the, the funny thing is, the bottom of it is like silver, so it almost looks like it has a knife point at the bottom of it. Well, it maybe, does. Maybe, have maybe a he's going to start killing people. Is it? No, 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 no. It actually does. So I actually when it when they announced it, I was like, wait, what? And I read the whole article, and the shield will actually break in half. So he has half a shield on each arm. And when the shield's one piece, an energy blade comes out the bottom of it so he can attack people with it. Well, I, I, but the reason I brought it up, Cap, and I saved it for last, because it is the 75th anniversary. Did anyone think that Captain America would not be, or that Steve Rogers would not be wearing the costume for no. the 75th? No. For the I 75th, did. no. You I was going to mention the movie, but because no. we remember we talked about the fact that Avengers two opened when Falcon was Cap, uh-huh. Iron Man was drunk, and Thor was a woman, right? And we were like, "There's no way there's gonna there's no way that we're gonna release the Avengers two without those three characters being the classic characters." So again, Marvel Publishing doing their own thing. This I'm so, wondering. I'm I'm almost thinking when Cap was first killed, when, when Steve Rogers was killed after Civil War, uh-huh. and Bucky Cap took over and proved to be very, very popular. Yes. It almost felt like they started to push back Steve's return. And even when Steve returned, Bucky remained with the shield. Right. In this case, since the all-new, all-different, all-crazy, all-awesome, Rich hates it, uh, a Falcon takeover as Captain America, which we won't get into, um, that isn't as successful... We've got to get Steve back a lot, quick, a lot quicker than we but, wanted to. But uh, Sam isn't... He he's still going to be Captain America. There's yeah. two Captain Americas. Yeah, they'll do this. They did the yeah, same. Yeah, there's going to be two of them. Yeah, two yeah. Which Again, there you was, should be yes. really complaining because that was your complaint that, about it. That, that was my big the complaint. They're again. doing the same thing, in which they are. Yep. Um, do you? How long do you think it lasts? Is and is it's there going to be two? It's permanent until they need to kill him again. Are they going to have two Captain America books? Yes, they already said they were. Okay, yeah. one will be a Falcon book, and one will be Cap, uh, Steve's Cap. book. Sam Wilson will be Falcon again. Yes, at some. Yes. I mean, that's you get you get, the and return, especially you get as the popular as Cap. the movie characters. Yeah, becoming. you get the return of Cap, and then you get a story a little bit later of the return of Falcon. Yes, as he takes over the Falcon mantle from whoever is currently Falcon. Or is there is Falcon. there a Falcon? There's something in the new one that says like the the new Falcon or something like that. But I think he's it's actually female. A, it's a no, white, I think it's no, a white female. No, I think it's a villain. Is it? Yeah, if I remember right. But so it's like a, it's like some random. Ethnicity, transgender person, just so they can cover all their bases. 
So, anyways, on that note, I think gay, we're going to wrap. A this gay up. Jewish transgender <laughs> Muslim, is just so they cover everybody, America. former sure ISIS everybody's, member. Yeah, everybody's included. Donald Trump loses his mind. <laughs> So on that note, I think we're going to wrap things up. So make sure you check us out at facebook.com backslash nerdables. Also at nerdables. Did we actually get to everything? Yes. Did we get to everything we said we were going I think to? we did. Did we? I, I'm pretty sure we did. I don't so know why we're getting higher movies. in our voice here, but yeah. I'm pretty sure we did. So we're on Facebook at nerdables. Are we? We're on Twitter at nerdables oh. show. Yes. And check out our, our website. <laughs> it sometimes gets updated. <laughs> so for Sebastian, oh Mikey, Ethan, Travis, and Chris, I'm R.A. Singh. We'll see you next time. <laughs>